welcome to Real Talk for Real Teachers. My name is Robert Hess, and I'm the producer of the show. And along with my awesome coworker, Manuel Deschamps, our goal is to bring you episodes that combine the wit and wisdom of Dr. Becky Bailey with the unique brilliance of people in the world practicing conscious discipline in transformative and sometimes surprising ways. The creator of Conscious Discipline, Dr. Bailey, is away this week at our Advanced Institute. She is going deep into the powers and skills of Conscious Discipline to help adults from around the world. For those listening who are not aware of Conscious Discipline, it is a comprehensive, brain-based, trauma-informed, self-regulation program that integrates social-emotional learning, culture, and discipline. Today we have a special treat to offer you. Our friend DJ Batiste is here to share with you a vital lesson about the power that each of you hold in the lives of children. DJ is a former gang leader whose life course radically shifted through a single teacher using conscious discipline. He learned that one of the most important needs the human brain requires is connection. And his life leading a gang proves that if children don't receive a sense of belonging from their caregivers, they will create their own. So join with us now and welcome DJ Batiste. All right, here we go, here we go. I want to start off today by sharing a story. And the story goes like this. There was six frogs jumping in the woods. Six frogs jumping in the woods. You know, they was playing little frog games like hopscotch. Leapfrog. And as they was playing, two frogs fell in a hole. The other four frogs gathered around the top and they began to look down in the hole and scream things like this. Give up. Give up. This hole is too deep. There is no way you can make it out this hole. The two frogs in the hole began to look at each other and say, hey, we got to get out this hole. The people at the, the, the frogs at the top of the hole continue to scream down negative things, telling them to give up. It's impossible. This hole is too deep. Within a day, one frog listened to what the frogs at the top were saying, and he died. The other frog kept jumping. It was almost as if the louder they screamed to give up, the harder he jumped. Finally, he jumped out that hole. He was so excited. He jumped around the hole, ran over there and gave them a hug. Now they confused. They asked him, did you not just hear us telling you to die? Did you not just hear us telling you to give up? The frog still never responded. He just hopped into the woods and it was at that moment they realized the frog was dead. And he thought they were encouraging him the whole time. See, this is why I share that story. You are what you believe. While that frog was looking at the top of that hole, this is what he thought they were saying. Jump! Keep jumping! My message to you this morning, this evening, this afternoon, whatever you want to call it, is to keep jumping. Don't forget what happened to that frog who stopped jumping. Keep jumping. That is the only way you can make it out of any hole in life. A little bit about myself, my name is DJ Baptiste. When I was born, my daddy was young, my mama was young, and we, we, they, they couldn't make too many decisions. My grandmother raised me. 
My grandmother raised me. Trouble for me started at a young age, preschool. Preschool. By me not getting what I needed in preschool, I was the little boy who stayed on red. Y'all know him? Y'all ever had that, that young man who always on red every day? That was me. That was me. As a matter of fact, in kindergarten, me and my friend called ourselves gambling. And the gamble was whoever hit the teacher with a crayon at snack time, at nap time, get the other person snack at snack time. Nap time come, and me and him make our way to the crayon box, and we take two crayons, break them in, break them in half, and put them in our pocket. Now, anybody who deal with nap time know within 15 minutes of nap time, all the good kids in the class sleep. And then you got me. I'm up. We get ready. We get our crayons. Nap time coming. He look at me, and he say, you ready? I say, yeah, I'm ready, but you go first. He take his crayon, lean up, he threw it. <clears throat> he missed by a long shot. It hit the wall. She didn't even hear it. He look at me and say, your turn. <laughs> I get up, take my crayon, I throw it. <clears throat> the crayon went right by her head and hit the blinds behind her. Now, I don't know if you ever heard a crayon hitting the blind, but a crayon hitting the blind sounds just like a crayon hitting the blind. She knew exactly where it came from. She popped up, I popped down. <laughs> the reason I share that story is because if to get rid of me in preschool was the right thing to do, my actions in kindergarten wouldn't have been such. See, what I needed was somebody to teach me skills, not to shun me out. What I needed was somebody to tell me, DJ, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do, not to get rid of me. So make sure in your classroom, we don't have invisible students. Make sure in your classroom, from pre-K to 12th grade, every day that that young man or that young lady is with you, make sure you make him or her feel visible. Because if you don't give them a sense of belonging, they will create their own. As time went on, I continued to get in trouble in school. School was intimidating to me. Because let the world tell it, A's and B's determine how smart you are. That's false. For some reason, when you're in school, the only thing people want to say is, let me see your report card. Let me see your report card. Let me see your report card. Therefore, if the only way I can get juice within the education system is from my report card, those students who don't have A's and B's never receive joy juice. Think of your biggest fear right now, whatever it may be, heights, bugs, whatever your biggest fear is, think of it. Now imagine having to go deal with that biggest fear five days out the week, eight hours a day. To think if you had to sit in a, a, a box of spiders for eight hours, ooh. Guess what? That young man gets that same feeling every time his bus pulls up to a place where the only thing that matters is academics, and yet he struggles academically. To think if you had to sit in a, 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 tub, of, a tub of snakes for eight hours, that young lady gets that same feeling every time her bus pulls up to a place where the only thing that matters is academics, and yet she struggles academically. 
You will be surprised at how many students I've talked to when I asked them their biggest fear and they said, school. I hope that's why you're here today. I hope that's why you started this journey. To begin to take that fear out of school. As time went on, I continued to get in trouble in school. Now I'm not only getting in trouble in school, I'm getting in trouble in the streets. As a parent, I was that little boy that you told your son, I better not catch you playing with DJ. If I catch you playing with DJ, you're in trouble. As a teacher, I was that student, when you got your roster, you told your colleague, look, I take three kids out of your class, just get DJ out of my class. See, I want y'all to understand what was going on. I've now realized that when you became a teacher, they didn't teach you what to do with the DJs. Don't miss that power. Don't miss that power. I've now realized that when you got your teaching degree, they hadn't taught you what to do with the DJs. Therefore, that tells me the DJs of the world have already been counted out. The only offense or defense that you have as a teacher to deal with a DJ is to say, get out. Get out. Dr. Bailey has taught us that our frontal lobe is for the development to in a male 25, in a female 23. Therefore, if you ever let a 9-year-old, a 10-year-old, a 5-year-old, a 15-year-old control how you feel, then you've been beaten by half a brain. <laughs> Please don't miss that power. That's what's so powerful to me. That's what's so powerful. I never forget when I read across that in Dr. Bailey work. That's what made me think, wow. So for all my teachers who allowed me to make them turn red in the face and got that vein to pop out right here. See y'all laughing because y'all had that vein pop out right there. They allowed me to control them with a half a brain. Make sure you always remain composed. The reason composure is the number one skill within constant discipline is because nothing else matters without composure. Nothing else matters without composure. Without number one, it's going to be hard for you to do number two, which is to encourage. Please do not miss that power. As time went on now, it gets to where the story that everybody know about, I met Miss P. And I just want you to know that Miss P said right here exactly where you were sitting. A funny story that Miss P tells is she heard Dr. Bailey speak. And after Dr. Bailey got off the stage, she went exactly to, I guess, a representative that Dr. Bailey had there with her. And she asked her, how can I get her to me? And they told Ms. P that Dr. Bailey's book for four years, and Ms. P said, wow. Well, how can I get to her? And the, the way Ms. P was able to get to her was to come sit in this chair right here, right now, exactly what you've been here since Sunday. What Ms. P did, she heard it, she believed it, she accepted it, she put it to work. I don't like when people think that Miss P had some type of magic dust that she blew in my face and all of a sudden DJ was a changed person. See, what's so powerful is when she heard Dr. Bailey, that was the magic dust. 
As a matter of fact, if we did have magic dust, I wouldn't spend an hour up here on this stage. I would spend 10 minutes with y'all selling the dust. <laughs> and what made me and Miss P encounter so powerful, and this is why I want this is why this is why I just want to give y'all the more in-depth of what went on that the video doesn't show, that the video doesn't show because everybody in this room holds the occupation that I owe my life to. And I think about this, if you go out and touch one child, save one child, you never know how far your ripple effect goes. On that first day of school, we all know that I disrespected Miss P. And this is how I thought that first day would go. I would walk in, I would be disrespectful in some way, shape, or form. I don't know how, but I will. Dr. Bailey teaches us that Kids, students, give off signs. Whether you ignore those signs, it's on you. See, what I needed was a connection. So before I even enter your classroom, in my mind, I'm already knowing I'm going to make my class laugh. So the first day of school, I walk in, I do what I do, and this is what I thought would happen. Miss P would get real red in the face. She would get upset. She would say, how dare you come in here on the first day of school when my jury matched my clothes and my hair flipped the right way? <laughs> she would say, you know what? I'm writing you up. I would say, I don't care about a write-up. Write me up. She was going to write me up. I was going to take the referral, snatch it out of hand, slam the door on my way out. Boom! All the girls in the classroom were going to say, ooh, he bad and he cute. <laughs> now, for the first time, I lost to a teacher. And if you don't mind, I just want to go into a little more detail that you don't get a chance to get because I want you to understand the power you hold. For the first time, I lost to a teacher, not because she screamed and yelled, but because she remained composed. See, I was the type of student where a fear-based method didn't work. See, you would deal with these type of students. Some students, when you mention a write-up, that straighten them up. Me, when you told me I was going to write you up, I asked you what color pen you want, red or blue. See, that was, a, that was supposed to scare me into doing the right thing. See, I just want you to know that method does not work with everybody. And that is the, if intimidation is the only method that you have, then you will leave students like me behind. Please don't miss how I got here. Not because of what DJ did. Because of what you did as my teacher. Please don't get how I now get to travel around. Please don't forget how I now get to travel around the world because of what you did. Please don't get how we was on CBS News with 17 million viewers because of what you did. Your first encounter with a student might be a disrespectful one, but it's what you choose to do next that makes the story. Just know I don't have a story without my teacher. That's how much power you have as a teacher. I've had a chance to do things that I've never would have had an opportunity to do if Ms. P wasn't equipped with the skills of conscious discipline. 
Because how she would have handled it is how she was taught to handle it when she got her degree, which was, DJ, get out. Instead, she was able to look past my disrespect because she knew her true intent was to teach and not punish. Right now, ask yourself, what is my true intent to teach or to punish? Also ask yourself, because this is what made Miss P so powerful. Can I handle 30 students laughing at me? I don't want you to miss this. Catch this now. Can I handle 30 students laughing at me? And if the answer is no, then you should self-evaluate. On that first day of school, I made 30 kids laugh at Miss P. But yet she was able to remain composed and encouraged. Right now, no need to tell me. Ask yourself, can I handle 30 kids laughing at me? And once again, if the answer is no, then you should self-evaluate. Because that is the only reason Miss P was able to look at me and say, you have charisma. Instead of saying, you are so disrespectful. See, as a teacher, you must be over self first. If you're not over self first, that means you're going to take things personal. And when you take things personal, you got to get some get back. Once again, ask yourself, what is my true intent to teach or to punish. And it reminds me of a story about how every day should be new. It was uh, a young student and a teacher at recess. And the teacher told him not to go play because he had got in trouble earlier that day. So today at recess, he was supposed to stand on the fence. Well, she had, you know how teachers do, they get busy, they got 30 kids to watch. She began to deal with another student and when she looked back, the young man was gone. She went over there and got him and made him come back to the fence. And she wrote in the sand, didn't listen to what I said. Time went on, recess continued to go on, and that same student was on the fence and a wind blew and knocked the papers that she was grading in the air. Papers began to fly everywhere. That same student went and gathered all her papers and brought them back. This time, she picked up a rock and wrote on the rock, help me gather my papers. Later on that day, the bell was from the ring and she began to hand out snack and he asked her, when I didn't listen to you, you wrote it in the sand. When I helped you, you wrote it on a rock. Why is that? She said, the bad things people do to us should be written in sand. So that the next wind that comes through erases it. But the good things that people do for us should be written on stone. So what we focus on, we get more of. Exactly what Dr. Bailey teaches us. What you focus on, you get more of. This is the exact story that happened to me. 
Now, I don't want you to get caught up in saying that I'm that student in that story. I want you to understand. This is how that happened. Miss P wrote in sand, DJ, sexually harassed me. First day of school. If she would have focused on that, that's what she would have gotten more of. Instead, that next win came and erased that. Miss P understood the power of building a bridge. Connection instead of correction. Write that down. Connection instead of correction. Connection instead of correction. Connection instead of correction. I need y'all to have that right there, right? That, that, those two words right there, connection, correction. Connection, correction is, is, is very pivotal because this is, should be your teaching method. This should be your teaching method, connection instead of correction. See, let me tell you the power of that connection. Nothing else matters without that bridge being born. Without that bridge being born, built, manufactured, you can't bring any of the other skills across. You say, DJ, hold on, wait, DJ, wait, 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 what do you mean by that? Nothing else matters without a connection. This is why. Before that bridge is built, there is nothing. Once that bridge is built, now I can turn around and go get academics and bring them back across this bridge. Once that bridge is built, now I can turn around and go get respect and bring it back across this bridge. Before the bridge is built, we could never have a connection. Make sure you take that power with you and you use that within your everyday life. Make sure every day, every encounter with a young man, every day is a new day. There is no reason you should tell me, DJ, yesterday he cursed me out. So what? Today is a new day. There is no reason you should tell me, DJ, yesterday he kicked me. So what? Today is a new day. I've learned that kids don't hold grudges. Grown people do. Yeah. Make sure you take that with you. Because you can be the teacher that changed him now. See, that's what happened to me. My fourth grade teacher told my fifth grade teacher, oh, baby, next year you got DJ. Now she done ruined my fifth grade teacher whole summer. <laughs> because all my fifth grade teacher can do is think of ways of how she gonna make DJ sit down and shut up. So on the first day of school, when I walk in fifth grade with my new clothes, my new backpack, a fresh haircut, I'm excited. The first day she tell me, DJ, you get in here, you sit down and you shut up. This is fifth grade, not fourth. She burned a bridge when she should have built one. No matter what happened last year, you give them a fresh start this year because you can be the teacher that changed him now. Because of Miss P, I had a chance to go to a lot of places. My favorite place, Hawaii. The Big Island, Honolulu. You know, I'm such a traveler now. <laughs> 
the big island, Honolulu. And it took eight hours to get there on the plane. And if you ever had to eat airplane food, you know airplane food makes cafeteria food taste eloquent. <laughs> and as I got off the plane, they had a belly dancer. Miss P like when I call them hula dancers, but I say they move their bellies. She had a tray of fresh cut pineapples on her, uh, on her hand. And what you're supposed to do is walk by as you get off the plane, take a toothpick, and take you a fresh pineapple. When it was my turn and I made a tour, instead of taking my toothpick, I just said, ah. She picked up the pineapple and put it in my mouth, and at that moment right there, I knew Hawaii is the place for me. <laughs> beautiful weather, beautiful water, and beautiful women. <laughs> and I'm gonna ask, let me take this survey real quick. Let me take this survey. If you think pineapples grow on a tree, raise your hand. I see one hand. Anybody? Don't be afraid. Okay, two. If you think pineapples grow on a bush, raise your hand. Ah, I always get more with that bush. All right, here we go, here we go, here we go. Pineapples come from the ground. Yeah, I know, that's crazy. Pineapples come from the ground, uh, the ground like a potato. And the only reason I know that is because, like I said, once again, I am the such the traveler now. I've been to Hawaii and visit, I had a chance to visit the Dole Factory. And at the Dole Factory, there is miles and miles of pineapple in the dirt. All you can see is the green part of the pineapple sticking up. That other part where all the good juice, the, all the good fruit and juice at, is underground. And it wasn't until I was just, just in Lubbock, Texas, with Miss Nicole Mercer. She's been here with you all week. Where you at, where you at, Miss Nicole? Okay then, okay then. It wasn't until I was just with Miss in Texas that she told me, and a lady came up there to me after I explained the pineapple story. She said, DJ, you do realize that's the story of your life, right? I said, well, what you mean? She said, when people looked, all they saw was the green prickly part. Ooh, catch this. When people looked, all they saw was the green prickly part, not knowing how sweet and, and juicy that fruit was in that dirt. What Miss P did, Miss P came and moved that dirt from around me. And one of my favorite questions is, I wonder if y'all would still line up to take pictures with me like you do if I hadn't met Miss P. I wonder if you still would feel the same way that you feel about DJ right now if I hadn't met Miss P. Make sure every day that you have a chance to change a life, you do it. Miss P has students that she work with right now that's serving 25 years to life. And I had to help her cope with that because she thought as if she failed. But that's not true. That's not true. Make sure everything that you do within a classroom, you are able to go home that night with no regrets. My message to you is don't be discouraged because you planted a seed and it didn't grow. 
Be discouraged if you had an opportunity to plant a seed and you chose not to. That should be discouraging. Thank you. All right, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. In conclusion, in conclusion, please don't miss the things that we've discussed today. That's what makes it so powerful. That's why I enjoy coming to do what I'm, what, what, what I'm doing right here, which is to get up here and have a conversation. That's it. That's it. To give up here and tell you, uh, 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 furthermore, what you already know. Don't ask, does conscious discipline work? Don't ask that question. Your mind is already in the wrong spot. Ask, is conscious discipline right? See, when you ask that question and you begin to break down the elements of conscious discipline, you realize it doesn't get any better than this. It doesn't get any better than this. Don't, f- don't put your faith within your school. Because, see, you might be the only teacher in your school who believe in conscious discipline. Don't put your faith within your administrative team. No, 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 because your administrative team may not believe in conscious discipline. Make sure you believe and you do everything that you can to make it work. I don't know about you, but I'd rather stand alone and be right than to stand among many and be wrong. There was a bird who landed on a tree. Hurricane came, knocked that tree down, the bird flew away. Landed on another tree. Tornado came. Knocked that tree down. The bird flew away. He landed on another tree. Another strong wind came and knocked that tree down. The bird flew away. Moral of the story is, a bird faith is not yet within the tree he lands, but within his own wings. Thank y'all so much. Thank you. Wow. Thank you, DJ, for reminding us how important it is that we must focus on living this within ourselves first, and then out of that, amazing things will happen. With children and truly all the relationships in our lives, if we can shift our focus and remember that everything starts with connection, there is no limit to the healing that will unfold. Thank you for joining with us. Dr. Bailey will be back next time. And until then, from every one of us here at Conscious Discipline, we wish you well. For more episodes of Real Talk with Real Teachers by Dr. Becky Bailey, visit ConsciousDiscipline.com forward slash podcasts. You can also subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app.